Hey guys, this is Chargers running back Joshua Kelly, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Much love. Aight. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts podcast. He's trying to take the title off me. What are you doing? Bananas, some mangoes, uh, some of their strawberries, blueberries. George Clooney or this podcast. Tough decision. Get a picnic and a blanket. We all just want to be more like you. What? What? Somebody get him off the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Bermudez, and on this podcast we bring you the latest Chargers news, we preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest takes and rants around. It's the Chargers bye week, which means one thing, there's no game to review, but it is our huge bye week special edition. We're going to be making huge predictions and putting our necks on the line. We're going to look forward to Jaguars and beyond and we're going to answer tons of listener questions which I cannot thank you listeners enough for getting across to me. Thank you very much. I am joined by my three amazing co-hosts as always. The man who is so confident of a Chargers win this week that if we lose... (laughs) He says he's going to do the next podcast wearing a jersey of Leeds, Arsenal, or the Raiders. I'm not sure which of those is the worst one. John Moss Jr. Oh dear. Yeah, if, if we lose next week, I'm uh, emigrating to somewhere with no internet. This is escalating, mate. Oh, Jesus. Is that a Barnsley? Yeah, Barnsley. They're, they're still yeah. waiting for electricity, so I'll, yeah, I'll just move there. I am also joined by the leader of the Adam Gase fan club, John Ayres. <laughs> oh, do I love me some Adam Gase. <laughs> and last but not least, he who is wearing the most colourful Chargers hat in the world, Dan Hollywood King. Hey, Bez, how you doing? I'm just going to get my sunglasses. Hang on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful piece of artwork. Oh, it's something. I love it. Mate, that is quality. Uh, I'd, I'd ask you where you got it from, but unless they pay a sponsorship, no, they're not getting a shout out. <laughs> um, what are you drinking to go with it, Dan? Uh, so this week I have gone for um, water. It's water. It's it's nothing he's, more he's than trying water. To take the title off me. What are you doing? <laughs> I've already had a sneak energy drink oh. earlier this evening, which is, Ooh, is uh, I'm not going to say any more about because they're not a sponsor. Um, oh. So it's water in a sneak <laughs> bottle. I love that. I love sneaking <laughs> in, as I put earlier. Sneaking your drink in, uh, John. Uh, How's Costa Rican coffee? Is that what you're on? So I'm not on coffee today. Oh, two weeks running. It is outrageous. Two weeks running. Yes, and this week we're trying something completely different. So in honor of the bye week and the Chargers getting a full week to get healthy, I've decided myself, um, with little encouragement from my wife, uh, (laughs) to get a little healthier myself. So I've actually started a 10-day smoothie cleanse the other day so i am drinking Steady. a delicious delicious homemade smoothie uh some of the finest ingredients from costa rica though some of their nice bananas some mangoes uh some of their strawberries blueberries and then you know an assortment of Coffee greens beans? and vegetables so it's delicious you're making us all very jealous there with the uh, <laughs> the, the produce love it um healthy so uh, what about you right Ross? we've obviously gone uh, around the houses here haven't we because i'm not on water john's not drinking coffee but i am i am drinking a nice blend <laughs> of ethiopian coffee and brazilian beans otherwise known as vanilla custard pie nespresso it is delicious so mr nespresso get your hand in your wallet you just had a free shout out paypal charged up bolts.com you can pay for our next year's uh, web hosting have you got paper? <laughs> I love it. It's uh, it, George Clooney or this podcast. Tough decision. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one my wife would choose. But I'm what what are you on then, Bess? What are you drinking? Do you know what? I am going all out tonight, guys. And <laughs> I'm joining the Was Water Train. Oh, my word. See? I know. My, obviously, my influence is uh, rubbing off to you. <laughs> we all just want to be more like you. I'm sure that's it. <laughs> It's true. Well, to be fair, I um, I woke up and um, I think it's just seasonal, but I had a bit of a cough. I had uh, no taste. <laughs> Covid. <laughs> hashtag hashtag tier three here in Manchester. I mean, I've put this hat down. on. You could say that I've got no taste. <laughs> now we've started, right, guys? We're uh, we're in Jaguars week. Uh, we've had a bye. Is it week. Jaguars or Jaguars, John? 
<laughs> it's however you want to it's say it. It's the Jags. It. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Jaguars. It's the Jags. Did you just ask an American how to pronounce something? <laughs> <laughs> never, never again. What? Um, I, you know what? I was told you guys speak the language, but none of you do, so I don't understand. What's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, we, we've come out of the bye week. We've got healthier. Um, I believe we've uh, activated some people off of IR. Is it Melvin Ingram and someone else? Who was the other person? Justin Jones. Justin, Justin Jones. Jones. Well, you know, D line's going to be stronger. I think that's going to be good. I think you mentioned earlier, John, that we're getting back maybe Balaga and uh, Trey Turner this week. So hopefully yep. we don't have Justin scrambling for his life, but uh, I shall... <laughs> Do you know what? How disappointing is Trey Pipkins and, and hopefully yeah. that right tackle Balaga spot will um, will be make a big improvement against the formidable Jaguars this week. So we go into that game. I want your takes on uh, this tough, tough matchup. Um, <laughs> was I bet you've got something to say about the amazing Jaguars. Right. Get a picnic and a blanket. So, yeah, the Jags. <laughs> so, if you recall back to, I think, season, episode one of the Charged Up Bolts podcast, I predicted the Jags would go 0-16. And whilst they've won a game on the opening week, I'm predicting that they're in a two-horse race with the Jets for that first overall pick. This is a bad football team. This is a really bad football team. You know, key headlines on the Jags forum at the minute is Doug Marone has no plans to fire defensive coordinator Todd Walsh. Says a lot, doesn't it? Um, I mean, who's who's to blame? Who's to blame for this uh, Jaguars performance? I mean, Dave Colwell, he's had, he had more picks than, than most in, in the draft. Um, Shard Khan, 96 losses as a team's owner. Okay, he hasn't done much better with Fulham. That's another garbage soccer club, you know. There's there's a lot going wrong with this team, and the NFL are trying to, you know, um, promote them and send them over to London. Well, we don't want them, okay. So um, I'll just be really surprised if if the Chargers don't come out of this game with their second win of the season. If anybody saw their game against the Lions, the, the Jaguars are really poor. Scored 16 points. That's the fifth time this season that they've. Uh, Failed to score o- over 17 points. I mean, they played a team with the 30th best run defence and only managed to put 44 yards on the ground. That That's that's pretty shocking. Uh, Minshew hasn't been playing well. He's a passer rate in, um, or his quarterback rate is 58.9. That ranks 23rd in the league. Um, I mean, he barely completed 50% of his passes in that defeat to the Lions. The Jags had the ball for 24 minutes. So there's a, there's a lot going wrong for them. And you know, we're, the Chargers aren't exactly lighting up the league. But this is a great opportunity for us to um, get off that uh, four-game skid and get back to winning ways. I just want to see us coming out, taking the game to um, Jacksonville uh, and, and just getting a comfortable lead by half-time and holding on to it. And taking some momentum into, into our next game, I, I I really can't see us winning. Uh, sorry, I really can't see us uh, losing this game. But if and a massive if <laughs> here it comes. If we did lose this game, over to John Ayres, somebody needs to get fired on the on the, on the you know on the Chargers uh, coaching staff because it doesn't really get much easier than this. I, I've, I've been trying to look for a lot of positives. Uh, on Jacksonville's team and one of the few positives I can come up with is Brandon Linder at centre uh, PFF rank him as the fourth best centre in the league 228 uh, offensive snaps but the um, the Jags are giving up at least three sacks a game so Minshew's running for his life and if we can get Melvin Ingram back um, and hopefully Bosa comes into this game having recovered uh, from, the, from the rough start to the season th- there's no reason why we shouldn't be winning this we haven't won at home. We can't let the Jaguars walk into our building and go 0-3 in the SoFi. That would be absolutely criminal. Well, what about you, John? Do you disagree? Is someone getting sacked? Uh, do you think the uh, <laughs> this is this is make or break for Anthony Lynn? Uh, I mean, I don't think. I think he's got a long leash. I don't think that this uh, organization has shown that they're really apt for making coaching changes. 
uh, midseason. At least not head coaching changes. Occasionally they'll scapegoat a coordinator and fire them midseason, but they're not going to just change the head coach. So I, I fully believe that Anthony Lynn's going to make it through the end of the year. Um, whether he has a job next season, I don't know. It kind of depends on how he, he handles these next, uh, you know, 10 games or so. Um, but I, I think, you know, when you look at this this matchup, I think when you really think about is, you know, what is Gus Bradley going to be able to do? Because he's had two lackluster games in a row that I think as much as I've been defending him on Twitter and um, and everywhere else, just to people who want to just throw throw all the blame on him and it hasn't been, um, he still need, they, need, they need to play better. Um, I, I think that this is an opportunity for them to really kind of win some turnovers, um, you know, really show what they can be because this Jaguars offense is not very good. I mean, they've got some players, I guess, but I mean, DJ Chark is, is a fine wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault has, has flashed, um, but neither of them are really elite wide receivers. None of them are guys I would say are in the top, you know, top 15 wide receivers in the league or even close. So, you know, that doesn't scare me. Uh, running back wise, Jerome Robinson has been fine. He's more of a volume play than anything. I've seen some of the, some of his tape and his highlights. I mean, he's kind of just, he, he's, he is making a few moves here and there, um, but he's not really blowing me away. He's not really making me think, Oh, this guy's elite. I mean, he could be one of those guys who has, you know, a quote unquote breakout year this year. And then next year we don't even hear his name because they just, they move on from him. So I think he's more of a volume play. I don't think he should give the Chargers that big of a fit, but who knows? I, I think that a lot. And then running backs come out and make us look silly. Um, and Gardner Minshew is not a great quarterback. Yeah. He's fun. He's an awesome backup. You know, he, he's fun. He's fun to root for, but he's not a good NFL quarterback. That's just that's just the fact. And I think that given all that, this should be the perfect place for Bradley to implement, you know, some different scheme changes. And um, as far as the Ingram and Justin Jones news, yes, they've been activated off IR. That's more of a procedural thing, though. That doesn't mean they're going to play. I think we're going to really have to watch how much they're practicing this week to see if they're really going to play. I, I actually have my doubts that they make it in. I think Balaga and Turner are more likely to play this week, even though they're not guaranteed. So I think I'm going to be watching practice reports, going to see how much they're participating and see if they're going to get in the game. But I have much higher hopes for Balaga and Turner than I do for um, Ingram and, and Jones. So even with all that, I, I don't think this is an offensive line that's really very good. So that they should be able to get penetration regardless. And, uh, you know, it, it should be a win. And I think if you look at, you know, again, um, if you look at the games where they've lost, it's been a competent quarterback who's who's been fairly accurate, um, who's been able to pick apart that kind of soft prevent defense that we, we've been seeing in the second half of games. And the good thing for the Chargers is that's not who Gardner Minshew is. Gardner Minshew is not a guy who's going to sit back there and pick you apart. So I think that, you know, if, if they can get a lead going into half, I think they'd be pretty hard pressed to give up, <laughs> to give it up in the second half of games. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put anything past Anthony Lynn and these Chargers <laughs> as far as blowing leads. So uh, I, I do I, I do feel pretty confident going in. Like, this is a game you should win. Um, and if they don't, yeah, I think there has to be – I don't know if anyone needs to be fired per se, but I think there needs to be some really hard discussions. Um, and, you know, but I, I just – I it's it's hard for me to imagine them losing to this team, to the Jaguars. They're just – they're just not that good. See, I'd, I'd say the same uh, – the same there, that we shouldn't lose to this team. They're not very good. But let me take you back to week 16, 2016. We shouldn't have lost to the Browns. 24th of December, their first and only win of the season, and we still somehow managed to lose that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think the Jags have really got enough to compete with first-half charges. Um, probably on a par with second-half charges, but hopefully first-half charges come out and play for more than a half. Um, I, I wonder how much of their struggles is on Khan, as was mentioned. Um, I mean, you've got what Shad Khan has. He's got what he's got, the Jags, Fulham, and All Elite Wrestling, with his son Tony being the one more involved with Fulham and AEW. So it's really just Shad Khan dealing with the Jag stuff and... I wonder if they're they're focusing more on their wrestling corporation, which is taking off, than their football team, which is ailing. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, I, we should. I, win. I, I couldn't agree more. 
we should win really um if we don't I, i'm not going to make any preposterous bet on it but i will be sad oh why not mine creates some tea <laughs> i think that i think that is a sad state of affairs for the chargers if you're not willing to to make a bet on them beating the Jags. I mean, this is a, this is one of those games that we'd scheduled that we'd circled on our previews <laughs> early on of oh, this is an easy win. We should blow them out. You know, this is one of those games where like, well, maybe you know, if Herbert isn't starting, maybe he gets some you know fourth quarter action in a blowout against them. Like this is this is how we were discussing this game and, and the Jets game as uh, well. You know, and now we're like, I don't even know if I would want to bet money on the Chargers against the Jaguars. Even if they, just even just if the second even. half Chargers. Right, the the half. first half Chargers. Like if so, I can but, get a bet that is the first half then i'm good you can i, t- I, I tell you how confident i am of winning this game looking at the uh team's um chat room here and the, the questions keys to the game keys to the game putting 11 11 players on the um on the, on the, on the field now that's probably a, a derogatory comment towards the jags you know end of the day they're a professional football team but that's how i feel i mean they've only registered five sacks this season um, they've got they had problems punting the ball on Sunday. I mean, all three phases of the, of the game, they they are struggling. And w- They've been through about five kickers already this season. Yeah, as well, haven't they? yeah. But and they now got a guy who's never actually kicked in a competitive <sighs> game, and is just an ex soccer player. I mean, J- Josh Allen's got two sacks this season, and he's he's struggling. He's questionable. I know we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, and as John's already mentioned in previous podcasts, that's always the risk when we do these previews because there's an awful uh, lot of sleep time between now and then to recover. But there's just there's absolutely zero excuse. I mean, they, look, th- there's no reason why we can't even go as far as shutting this game out. You know, twenty-one nothing. I'll take that all day long. Um, if if the Jags are putting up more than sixteen points, as John says, this is a chance for Gus Bradley. To, to change things up um let's hope he's done his own work let's hope that we can execute is this the is this the game where kenneth murray um stands out and makes his mark in the nfl who knows it's a good opportunity for him so i'm i'm gonna give a different take i think we uh we cough this one up and we what? lose it's a bold well, prediction to get him off the podcast <laughs> do you know what I just feel as if we are so much better than this team that historically we lose these kind of games exactly as yeah. Dan said about yeah. the Browns game and there was a game in 2017 we, we you know we, we'd won the game Trey Boston intercepted it on the four yard line from Blake Bortles and you know started celebrating with his arm in the air didn't didn't try and make a return just sort of jogged out of bounds we went three and zero, punted it away, went to overtime because they scored a, a field goal, um, and then they won it with Josh Lambeau kicking the uh, revenge three pointer. So the Jaguars worry me. They're, the, they're, they're just this this every really bad team turns up one week. Okay, best. I put this a, I put this across to you. The Jags you have lost on. against the last three games: the Bengals, the Texans, tough team. and the Lions. Big tough team. Oh, and really prior to team. that, they lost against Miami. <laughs> Toughest of the I lot. mean, <laughs> if, if you were to... Okay, this this is the Jag schedule, okay, so far. Colts, Titans, Dolphins, Bengals, Texans, Lions, okay? If that was the Chiefs on that schedule, they'd have probably put up 45 points a game mm-hmm. against those teams. I mean, yeah. Do you know, do you know what it is, though? It's that... Rookie quarterbacks, even the best, even even the best rookie quarterbacks, when they get so thrown, we're talking about Justin Herbert. Have... Then we're talking about the tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to bold yeah. state them. <laughs> right, okay. Herbert's five touchdown passes on Sunday. You are going. I tell you now, what, what, watch this space. Do you know what though? I know that that prediction is not because you think Justin Herbert's the best, and just because you are so down on the. Jets. No, 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 no. <laughs> Justin so Herbert, that they've won t- a game. Tell you what, a couple of uh, rushing touchdowns and three passing touchdowns for Herbert. Well, he can take it like a college game right now. You know, if you're saying, you know, I, I, I don't disagree on paper. The, the London Jaguars. Um, <laughs> if you know what that, me- yeah, you know that memes about. Um, <laughs> 
uh, are, are dreadful. Um, I just worry that there is going to be a game where Justin gets overwhelmed and regresses. This a is not going to be. And it. I think it's natural. And, and I'm, I'm trusting you. To be fair, I'm on board that this is one of the must-win games. We, we we thought we had them in a row, didn't we? And COVID has conspired to harm the Chargers' schedule by uh, throwing in a bit of a spanner. We thought it was going to be, you know, Jaguars, Jets, Dolphins, easy wins. And we've got Broncos coming up instead. So we're fresh off a bye. I agree, if we don't win, I have serious questions about the coaching staff. We're getting people back healthy. They've had a chance to rest. Let's go and attack. And you know what? I said this last week about what I wanted from my Chargers. I wanted them to to grow that pair of balls and get out there. Go and annihilate the Jaguars. Embarrass them so much that they retire themselves from NFL and we have to play with 31 teams. Um, Put your foot on their neck and choke them. I'm happy for us to go all out. Unleash Herbert. And um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to watching the game. Um, Just... Just got to be cautious that they don't. Uh, you, you know what it's like. Get behind a couple of turnovers. Jaguars are up at half time. We'll all start panicking and we'll all start questioning our uh, our team. But no, I, I don't see it happening. I'll be honest. Same with you. Um, what do you make of looking further down the line, guys? What do you make of the change of schedule? Do you think this easy three runs, John? would have benefited the charges and COVID has messed us around? Or do you think having an earlier buy and the Broncos game breaking things up is better for the team? Well, I think this team absolutely needed the buy. I mean, there's just so many injuries, so many guys just needing time to eat. Even if they're not out, there's guys like Bosa out there playing injured right now. So I think, I think the team really needed a chance to kind of take a, take a week off and get healthy um, and I think that is that is essential. And yeah, it's it, I guess it's tough because the way this the schedule was set up, there was a nice a, a juicy set of games. But you know, ultimately, I don't think you know I, I don't think it's that it's it's changed it too much. You know, it's not like it it pulled up you know the Patriots and the Bills and in, into this next couple games. So I mean, we've got five winnable games in a row before we have to pay the bills and the chargers or sorry bills and the Patriots. I mean, um, so I think it's, I think it set itself up just fine. I, I, I personally am not afraid of the Broncos. I know we've had a history of playing for, but I mean, that offense looked terrible. I mean, terrible this last week. Um, I mean, I just, yeah, they won, but that was a, that was an ugly game. And I don't, I think the chargers play better than that. So I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that's a team that necessarily scares me. Um, I think obviously getting the Jaguars after the bye is a good opportunity to get some momentum going, get some confidence, um, you know, and then the Raiders uh, in, the, in the third of those five games. I think that's probably, in my mind, the toughest game of the five, just because they have shown the ability, especially since they've been healthy, um, to put points on the board and make some defensive stops when needed. So I think the Raiders have a team that scares me. Um the good news is obviously they're an inconsistent team and some games they look like they're, you know, contenders and some games they look like they're not, they look like the Raiders. So I, I think that game, you know, that game probably is the hardest of the five coming up, but it's still not, you know, it's still not overly difficult in my mind. And then the dolphins is going to be an exciting game. I mean, uh, you know, I know we're gonna, we might talk about this a little later, but uh, they just promoted a new starting quarterback. And I think that's going to be exciting, um, but it'll also be, his what fourth start at that point, um, which you know that's good for him, but he, he he's going to have to play the Chargers defense, which I think they thrive playing against these you know younger quarterbacks. So I, I think there's that, and then you know you get a nice reprieve and you get to play the Jets, who you know are terrible. I mean we talk about we think the, we're confident against the Jaguars, the Jets are just absolute trash. I mean I cannot wait. Uh, for that game, because I think, you know, if we've had some disappointing games heading into that, I think that game is going to be the game to kind of pick us up, give us a good kind of, you know, practice game, as it were, uh, heading into the Bills. So I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish on the next five games. I, I can see them going four and five or even five and five in wins. Come on, um, put, your, put your neck on the line. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want some. Uh, what's our record out of these four uh, five games? I want to know. Neck on the line now, John. Teabagging the microwave. Come on. I think that they go four and five. 
Uh, I think they lose one game. I, I don't know which one it'll be. It'll be one of the division games. I, I think I think they sweep um, the non-division games here. I think they beat the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Jets. I think those are you know good, solid wins for the team. Um, but I have trouble believing they're going to beat both the Broncos and Raiders. I just think division games are always so much harder to play just because they know you and they know you know your coaching and your players better than the other teams. So I think they, they probably drop one of those two games between the Broncos and the Raiders. Probably the Raiders, but it could be the Broncos. We have lots of troubles against them. So, you know, four and five, I think four four of the five, I think, are wins. So that would, that would bring our, our game to five and five then. We'd be 500 heading into the Bills. So yeah, not what we expected. I understand. But... Yeah, I think going. I think that would be a, a great result to go into a game against uh, sort of a team that I think aren't too dissimilar to us in the Bills. They 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 were supposed to be good. They look decent. They have their kryptonite. They lost to the Chiefs. So I think if we if we're five and five at that point, you know, I've written it down. You're next on the line, Dan. What's your prediction? Um. Much, much of the same, really. Um, there's some games there that we should definitely win, as we've already touched on with the Jags. Um, you'd say we've got the we got the Jets. Um, it's not worth talking about. Um, um, and the Dolphins and the Broncos and Raiders. Now, I, I think we'll probably lose to the Raiders, as much as I hate to say it. Um, and I just feel that we'll. We're going to lay an egg one of the games we should win. And I think it will be against Tua and the Dolphins because we're traveling to Miami for the game. Um, we've actually got a run of... Um, I, don't know, I was, I was going to say we've got a run of home games, but they do alternate the entire way through. We're home for the first, third and fifth and away for the second and fourth. Um uh, yeah, I I imagine we'll lose to the Raiders, and I think we'll probably lay an egg against the Dolphins um, and take a three and two record from these five games, taking us to four and six. Um, I want to be more optimistic about it, but until I see something from the second half Chargers, then um, <laughs> I can't. I just I don't see us winning four out of five as much as I want to, or five for that matter. Yeah, fair was. Where are you at? Similar? Oh, yes. So if you, I did a, a mini uh, preview on chargedatbolts.com of the next five games. Broncos, I've got those down as a win. They've got problems at quarterback. I think the um, if the way things keep going, they'll be signing, trying to um, drop, uh, sign Tyrod Taylor to play under centre. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just my issue with that is it's in Denver. And yeah, I, I know. Traditionally, has played very poorly in Denver. They've lost a lot of games up there. We, we have a lot of times when they were definitely the better team, but they still lost. So I legitimately get worried going to Denver. They, they, so. They've they've got yeah. I mean, no no offense, um, not looking great at the minute. Is he's he's I think he's in the trainers' room, but I I, I can see us uh, causing a few issues there and probably winning by a field goal. The Raiders is, is probably the one that I see as losing. I just think um, they're on the up at the minute. They've they've probably got a a reasonable chance of making the playoffs. Um, they're sealing beating the beating the Chiefs, you know. And if they can play that against most teams, they're going to do well this season. Dolphins, that's an exciting one for me. They've got a young team. They're three and three at the minute. Are we facing Ryan Fitz? Uh, Patrick, or we're going to be playing Tua. I think that's one that could potentially be uh, one where we lay an egg, but th- there's no reason why we can't come away from, from Miami with a win. And then Jets, I'm just saying pencils and pants. I said in week one, if we lose this game, I'm going to do the following podcast <laughs> with pencils up my nostrils and pants on my head, a.k.a. Blackadder goes forth. You know, what, it, will Adam Gaze still be the head coach by the time we play the Jets? I hope so. Um, you know, <laughs> nice. Look, Jets and Jags—they're the two worst teams in football. We we should be going, putting at least 60, 60, 65 points against those two teams. Atlanta looks pretty. Atlanta looks pretty bad. Yeah, but Dallas looks garbage. I mean, but if you anybody from the NFC East is pretty bad. Yeah, it's, it's true. But you know, I I can see us after the Jets being at point five hundred. Um, and then who knows where the season is going to go? But we've got to, we've got to, we must at all costs beat 
either the Broncos or the Raiders. I mean, we haven't won a divisional game in seven. That's unacceptable. We've got to start competing. Um, and I think it starts with the Broncos, albeit on the road. Well, I'm going to get on board with you guys and, and roll back and say, all right, fine, we beat the Jaguars. They're that bad. So, But I have us losing to the Broncos. I have us losing to the Raiders. I just think maybe it's the Philip Rivers hangover that we kept going into those games over the last few years and losing because they sort of had Philip's number. Justin might change my mind, and I think he can make me a true believer in this team if he can sort of get through some divisional games and win. But until we've won one, I don't think I will snap out of this. So I'm going to have us losing back-to-back divisional games. But I've got us then beating the Dolphins, beating the Jets... Um, three and two is the minimum acceptability. I'd like I'd like four as a minimum, but you know three and two probably unfortunately clings the coaching staff to their jobs. Um, you know four and six, like Dan said, you're sort of going into a season make or break game against the Bills. Um, I don't and 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 looking further ahead, you know you don't know what what. The Patriots are going to turn up about. You don't know if the Falcons are going to fix issues and have Julio beating you. So we've got to capitalise. I worry that the schedule changes hurt us and that instead of winning three on the trot and getting that momentum, we, we've got two difficult challenges thrown in that could derail our season. Um, but I'm going to turn... You know, we've all, we've all put our next line. I'm going to up the game because Tom from Facebook wants us to make a big prediction here. We have the expanded playoffs... Do the Chargers get in? What do you reckon was? If we don't win four of those next five games, no. That that's that's the key to the rest of the season. I with John, I do not like early bye weeks. I think it, in 2018 we had a late bye week. I think it was either week 10 or 11, somewhere along that line. It might have even been later on, and it suited us. But we were we were desperate for this bye week. There's no more excuses now. We've got the stretch, and that's it. What we've got in front of us is what we've got. All we can do is pray that the uh, players are healthy, you know, held together by uh, scotch tape and super glue. But if we don't win at least four of them games, we could just start looking at the draft uh, and building for 2021. It's as simple as that. So it's it's, it's pretty much a sitting on the fence um, uh, answer. If we win four of those games... There's no reason why we can't beat the the the, um, the, the Falcons, uh, Denver. I said to you, I predicted we'd sweep the Chiefs. I'll say it again. We've got the Chiefs um, on the road. They could be potentially feet up, uh, resting oh. resting their best players. You know why? Why would you know? Why would they want to risk putting all their uh, best players in for the playoffs? So one thing I will say about that was is what what year was it that Chase Daniel started a quarterback for the Chiefs and we almost lost. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think they did lose. Yes, we did. That's they right. did oh lose. Yes, God. yes. No, I remember yeah. that. We were like, oh well, they're they're punting. Nope, they weren't punting. Chase Daniel still beat the Chargers. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna say I I do believe this is a playoff team. I think there is enough talent on this team to be a playoff team, and that is why. I said they would go four and one in the next five games. And the reason I said that is because they have to go four and one if they're going to make the playoffs. They can, I mean, you cannot go three and two and head into the last set of games needing to win basically all of them but one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's not a good look. It's too difficult. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine going. If you're if you're a four and six team, if you're a four and six team, that means you need to win at least an, you need to go five and one in those last six games. Five and one against the Bills, <laughs> that is a tough game. I'm sorry, like yeah. I know there's people who are saying they're not sold on them. That's a tough game, and you know that's uh, I believe that one's in Buffalo as well. It is. So yeah, in basically eleven, it's basically like a day or two before December. So it's basically December. That's going to be cold. That's not going to be a fun game. I, I that's not an easy game at all. Then we're going to play the, the Patriots who have always seemed to have the number, even, even without Tom Brady, it, you just wonder what they're going to be able to, to, to draw up against the chargers. That's a tough one. 
Um, and then you've got the Chiefs, which honestly they could be they could be playing for real. You don't know. I mean, with the with the expanded playoffs, it also means that I believe only the f- number one seed gets a buy. Yeah. Meaning, it you can't just say, well, we've got the number two seed, no big deal. We've got a buy. No, you've got to be number one seed. So depending on how the rest of the AFC shakes out, I mean, there's there's a real chance that they may actually have to play that game. So that's tough. And then you know. The Falcons, I think that should be that's another one of those games with as poorly as they've played. I just don't think that they're. I think this game. I think the season is kind of a lost season for them, so that should be a win. But then you've got the Raiders and Broncos again. Again, two divisional games back to back. You know that's that's tough. That really is tough. So it's just to me trying to go five and one with in those last six games, given the teams that they have to play in those last six games. I think it is. I I just think that's might be too too tall of a task. So I, I think that it's imperative that they go four and one. I think we're 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 starting to see guys come back. Bulag and Turner are finally gonna hopefully make the field this week. I think the the following week, um you're finally in week eight, you're finally gonna see probably Ingram and, and Jones back out there too. So this team will be back to, you know, pretty good strength. Um, and then I think Eckler should probably make it back before the Bills game. So have, getting getting a chance to get Eckler back, and hopefully he's back for the Jets game, so they can kind of you know ease him in there, not have to play him too much, just kind of give him a few reps here and there to get him up to game speed and get him ready for the Bills. You know, I I think we could be you know as you know with the caveat that we are st- even with all those guys back, they're still only at like eighty percent of the team that they they were intending to have. But I, I think the fact that we'd have a mostly healthy team heading into that final six, six games. I think that gives them a real shot of winning uh, enough games to make the playoffs. So they have to go four and one, and I believe they can go four and one. And I think that they can be a playoff team. <sighs> bold, bold, putting them in the playoffs. But, 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 what about you, sorry, Dan? I was just going to say, think of who's, who's going to be ahead of us. You're going to have the division winners, um, probably based on current standings, what the Titans, the Steelers, the Bills, and the Chiefs. That's four of the seven. Uh, throw in probably Raiders and Ravens to make six. You're then looking at Colts and us being kind of there or thereabouts um, with a shot. Maybe the Texans if they manage to turn things around. Um, maybe the Dolphins if Tua goes crazy. The Browns are four and two right now as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's a team. Yeah, that, but it's the Browns. They're going to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you, you gotta, I mean, yes, no, they fair, have I had they... I had forgotten the Browns are just used to neglecting. The, the, yeah. the, the next the next five games are really going to shape our season, and we've got the X factor, Mister Herbert. Arguably, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. That's a bold statement. He's the best rookie quarterback. They're not my words. They're Howie Long's words, okay? He's the X factor. You know, as much as I love Philip Rivers, um, we know what Rivers is all about. Herbert will extend plays with his legs. He will do things differently that Rivers, Rivers couldn't do. Yeah, Rivers could could um, control uh, the football. He could change things at line of scrimmage. That's what Herbert hasn't got in his locker right now, but he can... He can make plays out of nothing and I think that's that's the difference it's whether or not we can keep it going on, on defense um and getting our key players back we really need Ingram back and we really need a 90% Joey Bosa not not a 75% Joey Bosa which we've um seen in, in previous weeks I mean that you know edge rushing is a, is a it's explosive isn't it you, you know You've you've got to be at your best, and I actually feel sorry for Joey Bosa. He's been out there struggling, and let's just hope he comes back after this uh, two week rest, ready to go. Um, yeah, so, he, he, we need to take. Go on. Oh, so I, I, this is not a Browns podcast, but I I do have to <laughs> warn about the Browns coming up. So if you look at the Browns schedule coming up, they've got the Bengals should be a win. Raiders, hmm, we'll see. Texans should be a win. Eagles probably should be a win. Jaguars probably should be a win. Uh, then they go Titans, Ravens, probably two losses. But then you've got the Giants, probably a win. The Jets, probably a win. And then they end the season at the Steelers, probably a loss. But nice. even that, I mean, that's that's not a – of all those games, that's what, what four tough games? Yeah. 
for the rest of the year for them, that's that's a record that could get that gets a ten that's a ten win team right. They've already got four. They only got to win six. That's that's a ten win team right there. Yeah. So, um, you know, my my theory of them getting into the playoffs is that they're going to be a nine and seven team probably that sneak in unless they go on a great run and they end up ten and six. So, you know, even that's you know you've got to. You know, in that case, you probably have to sweep the Raiders to get in because they're, you know, they've got two games True. on us. Because if we end, if we both end nine and seven, you know, and they've beat us, you know, both times, so like, we're going to be in big trouble. So even one time, they probably, it's probably I mean, hard for just, us to John, John you made a good point about Buffalo, and the same thing applies to Chiefs. We've got a team here that spend 350 days a year in sliders and shorts. It's, it could be four feet in snow in Buffalo and Kansas, it's going to be a massive test of mental strength, that is. You know, no feeling sorry for yourself. If you're cold, get on the sideline and do some knees to the chest and some push-ups, as we did in the military. You know, stop feeling sorry for yourself. It's 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 30 minutes in the warm, 30 minutes back out, grin and bear it, man up and get on with it. But yes, it could be a problem. <laughs> I just well, want to just... loop back round to what I was um, what I was um, starting was I think there are there are some teams that are definitely going to make it. There are some teams that it's a bit more questionable. I think we fall into that lower half of the teams that is a bit more questionable. Um, as everyone said, I think it does come to these next five games and how we can pull ourselves back um, after the first five. If we can get to five hundred going into the Bills game. Um, I think we'll we'll get handed a couple of losses, but then we've got some games that we could could go either way. Um, I think we'd need to hit eight and eight to make the playoffs. Uh, at the moment, I'm feeling we're more of a seven and nine um, at best. So I'm I'm pessimistic but hopeful. I mean, we, we it's a good point, Dan, about you know um, what you said there. We, we're probably in that latter half of, of the questionable teams. We we spoke about the coaching. I think this is the time now for the veterans and the captains to stand up and earn their money, you know, and get around the less experienced players and say, look, you know, put those losses behind you, move forward. But Coach Lib, we've already said he's he's five and is it five and sixteen since that divisional uh, defeat to the Patriots. The, the, the team's carrying some baggage right now, and I think we've already spoke about this number of times since we started Charged Up Bolts podcast. John's already mentioned it today. This is not a bad football team. This is a team that's playing poorly. We've got some outstanding players in our roster. We just need to mesh those four courts together, play well on both sides of the football. It's easiest to sit here waxing lyrical and say, yeah, just do X, Y, and Z. But that's that's basically it. You, you know, we've, we've, we've got to stop these silly turnovers, silly p- avoidable penalties, People are going to have to play through the pain barrier um, and just fight for each other. But the, the the veterans, you know, this is where they're they're going to earn their money as leaders and, and bring those uh, rookies and uh, you, you know um, junior members of the, of the roster through. Let's see what happens. I'm quite excited. I think it's great. You know, it's easy to sit here. You look at Twitter. There's some salty people on there crying all the time, firing. <laughs> you know, it's just like look, it's football. We get it for a short window in the year. Once it's gone, it's gone. We've got to wait till September. Um, let, let's just embrace it. Let's be positive. Half glass full. Let's go well, we for can, it. We can just enjoy Justin Herbert. Yeah, we know exactly. this team is building. We know we're probably not the finished article yet, but we can enjoy Justin getting experience. I think an eight and eight team is going to get in the playoffs. I think that it 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 could be. I think definitely on the NFC side, um, but. Potentially on our side, maybe nine, nine and seven, maybe eight and eight. Um, I think it could be us, but this, this we've all agreed this key part of the season we need to get those wins. So um, let's enjoy it. Like like you say, was I agree? Uh, six um, wins and, and a divisional win—that's progress on last season. You know, it's not what people want to hear. Yeah. People want us, want us to be more competitive, but let's just see what happens this next five games. I, I agree. Um, I have a question: If the Chargers are ruled out. James from Chorley wants to know who do we think will win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to start because I I think it's the uh, the Seahawks year. I've enjoyed them; they're electric. I think Russell Wilson's playing out of his skin. I think that you've got you know other contenders in there, but I think watching them this weekend gone 
and having a look as the Chargers weren't playing and seeing what teams were doing and watching some stuff from earlier in the season. I'm on board with the Seahawks to make a run. Um, I think they just look like one of those teams that could upset the the Chiefs on uh, on the at the big stage and, and and outscore them in a big shootout. So um, if it's not the Chargers, Seahawks for me. Dan, yeah, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I, I'm feeling Seahawks Titans Super Bowl. Um, oh wow, that is bold. That is bold. And Seahawks winning Titans. Just yeah, I, I, I think I always rule the Titans um, out. Why do you like them? I just know there's just some some good some good just positivity around them apart from the um the covid positivity um you look at the the call this week what was it um they threw an extra man out on defense just to get a penalty to stop the clock so they could save yeah, time Mike thing. yeah just big brain stuff and i think that is quality if, if like, i i just think that's that's interesting and i kind of want to see them succeed uh i I think it'd be a good story to have the written off Ryan Tannehill um, be carried to a Super Bowl by Derek Henry. Um, <laughs> you know it's true. Yeah. He was incredible but, this weekend. Did you that was one thing I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, but I, I think I think um I'm I'm with you as I said, it's it's the Seahawks for me. I think there's few people playing as well as Russell Wilson. And it's a joy to kind of just see some of those plays. No, it big time is um, John. Where where are you headed for a Super Bowl contender? Well, um, I mean, I think if you look at you know maybe the NFC North, you've got the Bears who are looking. Re- <laughs> no, they're awful. They're not going to make it. Sorry. Um, so I am. I I think the Seahawks definitely have uh, are looking like a team to beat. Um, although I I would be weary of the fact that they haven't really played a a, an, a really tough schedule. I mean they've beat the Falcons, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Dolphins. I mean exact not exactly barn burner teams. I mean their most impressive win is versus the Patriots. But I mean are we sure the Patriots are really how how good are the Patriots right so. It's just tough because they haven't really played another contender in a sense. I mean, I know the Cowboys are, I think the Cowboys are technically leading the division. Um, is that right? Yeah, they are at two and four. The mighty, mighty Cowboys are first place in the division. Um, but they're, they're the trash. The entire NFC East is trash. So I, I mean, yes, it's impressive what Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are doing. Uh, I just, I, I think their defense is a little suspect. I'm curious to see what that defense is able to do because I think going against some better teams, it's going to be imperative that they they can make stops. And, you know, I, I don't know if they can. I, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm not 100% sold on the Seahawks. Um, so then that leaves me, I guess, with my two other uh, Super Bowl favorites, and that's the uh, Bucks and the Saints. And I know the Saints have looked a little dicey uh, here and there, but I, I think they're a solid team. But I just – the Bucks defense has played so well and you know, it, it's kind of, honestly, the Buccaneers are kind of reminding me of that Denver Broncos team where they basically the defense propped up the ghost and corpse of Peyton Manning um, to go, to get to a victory. And I think that if they can, <laughs> I think if they can figure out the run game a little bit and get more consistent there, I think the offense is, is, is good enough to put points and, and drive um, and the defense can win them the game. So right now, as much as I don't want this to be the case, uh, I really think that the Buccaneers are probably my pick to come out of the, the NFC. Uh, and then in the AFC, I, I just, the chiefs are just so good. I just, it, the chiefs are the Steelers. I, I just don't have that much faith in the Steelers. Um, so I'm going to say it's probably chiefs, uh, and, and, uh, and bucks. And, uh, at that point, then I have to root for the bucks and Tom Brady, unfortunately. <laughs> They have looked good though, haven't they? Like he seems to me that he sold his soul and he just said, "Look, just just give me a team to carry me to multiple victories and let me take the credit." Uh, so I think I think he. De- I think when he looked around, he saw that the defense um, with the weapons around him uh, in Tampa Bay. I think he saw that and thought, "Look, they've got an offensive line that's not going to get me killed. They've got a defense that can kind of carry some games, and I just have to put up, you know, twenty-one to twenty-four points a game." Uh, and probably win it. So I think that's a good situation. So, I mean, he, he made the right choice. Good for him. 
yeah, I know we were all glad he didn't come to us, but because uh, we got we got Herbert, so um, you know, um, was are, are you liking anyone in particular? Yeah, I, I mean, as much as I'm loving what Russell Wilson's doing, um, I think it's going to be a team from the AFC. If anybody's going to if anybody's um, going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to have to go through the Chiefs. I I really like what Pittsburgh are doing. They're the only team in the NFL. That have only uh, that um, are under hundred points against. I think the steel defense and steel curtains uh, back. It's whether or not um, Big Ben can keep it going, but I don't know. I've got a an awful feeling that the Chiefs are going to be the the dominant team for the next six to ten years. Unfortunately, um, they they are good. I think that that loss really upset them. <laughs> In week was it week but four or week five? My my issue with the Steelers is I feel like they're kind of much like the the Seahawks might be a bit of a I don't want to call the Seahawks a fraud because I do think they're a good team but they they might be look their schedule might have made them look better and more dominant than they really are Steelers the same thing I mean they played the Giants garbage the Broncos who I think were playing Rippian or whatever garbage yeah uh, the Texans under Bill O'Brien that team was playing like garbage on offense. The Eagles, who have basically the same amount of of just devastating injuries as the Chargers do, except they're all on the offensive side of the ball. So they have, I mean, literally Carson Wentz is throwing to, I don't even know who he's throwing to anymore, himself. Uh, and then they beat the Browns, who honestly, the Browns are okay. They're not that great, but they're okay. So, I mean, yeah, they're 5-0, and but I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would have picked against them in any five of those games. They play the Titans this Sunday. That's going to tell me if then they play the Ravens. That's going to be a monster you know? of a game. That that is going to be absolutely superb. Yeah. So the next two games to me are going to tell me: Are the Steelers a legitimate team, or were they just kind of you know had an easier five uh, first five games and they looked really good? So if they can if they can pull off impressive victories versus the Titans and the Ravens, then I'm all in on Steelers in the Super Bowl. But until they show me something, I, I don't know if I'm sold. Yeah. Well. Oh, you know, we, we've 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 had our picks. We'll see uh, who gets the closest. James, I hope you uh, you happy with our answers. Come back to us on Twitter with who you think um, is going to win the Super Bowl. Chargers. It's going to be the Chargers. Um, <laughs> so no, but I've got a, a big question coming from um, Average JB on Twitter. Thanks for your question. He says, uh, "Have you seen that Tua is now the Dolphins' starting quarterback, which means Week Ten should be a Herbert Tua matchup." Which of the two of them gets a ring first? Oof. Was. Wow. <laughs> Good, uh, bit of bias yeah, sprinkled well, in. I'm sprinkling look, it. It's hard. You've, you've, the Dolphins are on the rebuild. They've got a lot of young players. Uh, they've made a lot of uh, trades for first-round draft picks, uh, etc. They've been on the rebuild for a while now. They have. They have. Um I've got, I've got to go with the Herbert Abner. You know, let, let, why not? We've got we've got an elite pass rusher, one side of the ball. We've got the makings of an elite quarterback. Um, Austin Eckler in there. Let's get let's invest in the offensive line next year. Um, maybe we keep Melvin Ingram signing for another season and the following year invest in pass rush. Yeah, Derwin James is going to come back healthy. Let's not forget about number thirty three. Yeah, Kenneth Murray, he's going to be as good as Ray Lewis. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers! Chargers! Dan, Herbert or Tua? Herbert. Look at that, no, no hesitation. Herbert. Straight Until in. Until I see Tua play an actual NFL well, game, not garbage that, time last minute. That, that's a great point, Dan. That is a great point. Because as, as, as Flores actually announced that two as a starter, or did he just yeah? That, that, yeah right, it's okay, official. right, okay. it's official. Yeah, so right, okay, he he played what he played a minute or two at the weekend, and even then, uh, I know it's probably because he's left-handed, but that play where he had to kind of scramble back into his own end zone, it just looked so awkward. Um, uh, he did get the playoff, he did get the pass. It looked a bit short of a first down, but they gave it to him. Um, until I see him actually play a full game start to finish, uh, I I can't back Tua um, over Herbert. We've seen Herbert. We know what he's got in him and what potential there is there. 
We've seen him in actual NFL action, and as was said, there's there's still Derwin James. I, like, I, I've got a counter question for our listener, and he can he can he can hit us up. Will Herbert be as good, or if not better than Patrick Mahomes? Bold, bold comparison. John Herbert and Tua, and is Herbert like Mahomes? As was thinks. What do you reckon? Uh, I think it, honestly, I, I see. I see why you're trying to do that, Waz. But honestly, the disrespect to say Herbert is as bad as Mahomes, I don't think so. <laughs> Mahomes couldn't hold his jock strap. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, in all honesty, though, um, it, if I just look at the two teams right now, and yes, there's a ton of draft picks coming in, and yes, there's some flexibility to bring more guys, more talent around Tua. But right now looking at what the Chargers have on their roster and who they have on their roster for the next like three three to four years, um, they just have a much better team. There are so many guys on the Chargers who just who are not just, you know, fill in players. These are guys who have potential to be real, you know, all pro players. I think you can't ignore that kind of talent around Herbert. And I think, you know, ultimately it's gonna come down to can they stay healthy for just one year? Can they just do it one time? And I think they can. I think eventually they have to. I mean, it's like playing roulette. You know, red can keep coming up five, six, seven times in a row, but you keep putting that money down on black because eventually it's got to come back up black. That's just the law of averages. So I think eventually we're going to have a healthy season. I think yeah. that's going to be a season that this team is really contends for the Super Bowl. And I think with Herbert there I, I, under center, I, I think that there's just going to be an amazing uh, opportunity for them to kind of really go. And I think part of it's, you know, the health, the other part is the O line, like you said, I think making sure you protect that asset, making sure that he doesn't have, like, it, it's so amazing that he is the number one quarterback in the league under pressure. That's amazing. But I don't want him to have to be, you know, I, I, I don't want him to have to be that guy. I want him to have time to throw time to, you know, make the reads time for his guys to, to, you know, to go through the routes. So, you know, ultimately, I, I do think that when it comes when you're looking at the two of them, I think they're both going to be very good quarterbacks. I was a big Tua fan. I think he's going to be yeah. a great pro. I think he's going to make Pro Bowls. I think I think Tua, Herbert, and Burrow, honestly, they're all three going to be talked about. It's going to be like the the draft. You know, when when you had Big Ben, Phil uh, Rivers, and Eli Manning all come off the board within the first like ten or eleven G- picks, right? Like, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think all three teams win. All three teams get a franchise quarterback that can help lead them. Um, and I, I'm just hoping this time we're the team that has the quarterback that wins the Super Bowl. John, on the healthy, in fact, question for all three of you: If any of you saw Drew Tranquil's tweet earlier in the week, he tweeted at the NFL to say basically get rid of the artificial turf I don't know what your thoughts on that are but it's there's, there's got to be something in that if players believe that the artificial surface is attributing to injuries you know should the league adopt grass throughout it needs to needs to be something pushed through with the NFLPA surely to bring it up get the NFLPA to pursue that with the league and see if they can encourage I mean, if, if you look at if you look at European top uh, pro leagues whether it's soccer or rugby okay um, they all play on grass there is no artificial even in even in uh, Germany where the, where the winters can be quite severe uh, yeah have... at, at grassroots because I, I, I lived in Germany as, as a uh, growing up at high school and we, we played on asphalt and all sorts but at, the, at the, the highest level echelons of sport they all play on grass yeah, I've got a, well, I think a nice scar on my though. right knee from playing on AstroTurf when I was about 13 that's still there and I just I don't like the stuff yeah I know yeah <laughs> scarred for life I, I think when the ball I, I think when you're talking about soccer and the ball's on the ground for you know 100% of the time basically I think it's different than in football where it's like well the ball's never supposed to actually be on the ground yeah you know so Have I you seen think Wednesday play <laughs> <laughs> uh, punt it long <laughs> well yeah, but I, I just thought it was interesting that uh, a pro has come out and actually, well, he's, he's not attacked the league, but he's you know he's made that statement on, on social media. I thought it was, it, was, it was quite an interesting take. Yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of guys have have kind of mentioned it, like they don't love playing on it, and um, you know it's it's really starting to pick up more momentum on it as there have been more, you know, 
studies tracking kind of injuries related to grass versus um, artificial turf. So I think it is a sticking point. I think ultimately it comes down to money, right? Like the great thing about the AstroTurf is that, you know, you can set it up and it looks great on TV and, you know, it, it's easy to maintain inside all these domes. So when you, when you start playing in all these, you know, you're telling, asking like the Falcons, hey, you're going to need to figure out how to get sun yeah, yeah. and rain yeah. and all that to keep your grass going, right? Like not everybody can build a, you know, a field like the, the Cardinals, who have their literally they have their field on on a rail and they they rail it out of the stadium so it gets natural sun and it gets watered and then they rail it back into the stadium however, however um, john you, you say that a lot of uk soccer stadiums the way they're built um they have to use artificial lamps because the the sides old trafford's a, a prime example um even at uh, Hillsborough Sheffield Wednesday, they they roll out the artificial uh, sunlight um, because the, 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 there's not enough natural light gets on the pitch. So, I think with with modern technology, you can overcome that. But you, you are right; yeah, it's but, a lot less maintenance. But it's cost, right? it's a lot, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it is a cost. These multi-billion-dollar teams will find a way to do it. No. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to go off piece here and say they both went on exactly the same time because uh, give them a few years. Uh, the Dolphins will ruin Tua and he'll have a gippy hip like, uh, <laughs> you know, Drew Brees, his injury. And we will we'll inherit him as a backup to Herbert. And um, he will, uh, they'll win win together on the pitch, same time. There you go. There's a Love hot it. take. Uh, <laughs> um, I have one more, one more question for you guys um, from uh, the UK Falcons. Should the Chargers come sniffing for Julio Jones and trade for him? Uh, John Ayers? Uh, I don't think it's necessary. I think he is on the downswing of his career. And, you know, if we were contending this year and, you know, we thought we could bring him in to kind of put us over the top offensively, maybe if the price was right. But, I mean, I don't know how many more years after this one Julio is really going to be that elite talent. So I just – it doesn't make any sense. His contract doesn't make any sense. I just – it, it just—it's not a great scenario. I mean, if you if you bring him in, you're basically saying, "Well, we're going to get rid of Mike Williams because you can't keep Williams, Julio, and Keenan Allen for two to three years uh, under the way they get paid because it's just not possible. You, you wouldn't be able to pay anybody else. So, I think he's too expensive and too old, and I'd just say stay away. Dan, go get Julio. No, and I have to agree with John. I I don't like to call someone younger than me too old, but. He he is, and uh, he's he's great. He's fantastic, but for that kind of money, for that period of time, I'd rather look elsewhere than a big guy when we've already got Mike Williams. Uh, old man Julio, was. absolutely no chance. What we're going to do? Give up a fourth round draft pick for someone that's going to come in at wide receiver three? I mean, I don't know. I've been a big fan of Julio. Um, he's 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 done it. He's he's a, he's a great wide out, but he's he's on the downward slope of his career, and I generally don't see him. If we if we took him tomorrow, I I, I don't see where he fits in. You know, where where short on running backs, our receiver calls looking good. Uh, Guyton um, and some of the uh, you know our tight ends under Henry. And Donald Parham Jr., you know, they're all they're all moving the chains through the air, and I just don't see it's an area of the team that we need to strengthen. Um, certainly not for. There's no point in giving up uh, draft picks for a player that's over the, the wrong side of thirty. So no. Well, he's got a ridiculous contract, which I think prohibits it. But yes, go and get Herbert, the elite Julio Jones. Make a splash. Make him feel comfortable. If you know towards the trade deadline, if we if we're on track for the playoffs, go get go get him this elite player. Um, and in particular, especially if someone like Mike Williams gets injured and you don't think you're going to re-sign him, well, go get well, Julio. For th- a there's of me years. scoffing at uh, Bell last week. We're not we're not taking the Chiefs to sign him, aren't we? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> mate. Exactly. We all wrote him off. Now we're not having him. I picked him up in every single fantasy league, and we'll be rolling uh, him out. We're, we're banned from talking fantasy. Week. I think I scored under fifty points this week, the lowest total well, ever. If, it, if it makes you feel better, my five and O team scored one hundred and six points and lost to an zero and five team that scored <laughs> two hundred and forty nine points. Wow! So wow! Yeah. So 
Yeah, it, it was a good one. That's a sore one. That is a sore one. Um, guys, have we got anything else you want to talk about in the bye week before we uh, wrap things up and get back on the road with the Jaguar game? No. All right. Um, I want to hear from you, listeners. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, we're really grateful. Keep voting on Twitter. Get in touch um, at uh, at Charged Up Pod. Engage with us. Uh, get your questions in. Fire them through Facebook as well. Um, search Facebook for Charged Up Bolts. Um, guys, where can you be found on the socials? I'm at Endzone85. You can find me at Adroit Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. And you can find me at UKLA Charges. I'm at Bez the Spaniard, and the podcast is at Charged Up Pod. You can find us on Facebook, and you can find us on Twitter for the main account, Charged Up Bolt. Get in touch, get your questions in. The Charges begin their pursuit of the Super Bowl after their bye week against the Jaguars. See you next week.